Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Root podcast. My name is Jess Bubico, and I am your host for this show. I believe in a world where the woo is no longer taboo and your weird is your greatest wisdom. It's here on this show that we'll talk about all things intuition, human design, energy, and beyond, and we'll ground them down to earth in a really practical way so you can start to move through your life in alignment with your intuition, step fully into your own self-leadership, and feeling expanded in all areas of your life. You can learn more about Love Your Woo by heading over to www.loveyourwoo.com as well as heading over to Instagram and finding us at Love Your Woo. Let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Love Your Woo podcast. I am here with Robert Kwong, and I am very excited because Robert is an intuitive life coach and a sound healer with a focus in creativity, energy healing, and leadership development. And I had the just like pleasure of meeting Robert maybe a year ago at this point, maybe a little over a year ago. I can't quite remember the exact dates, but um, he's just a really special person. And I'm just very excited to have you here today. So Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to reconnect again. And yeah, it's been about almost exactly a year when I said yes to uh, this random intuition intensive. And I said, that sounds like something I need and right up my alley. So, and then a year later, you just never know. (laughs) You never, never know. So Robert, why don't you tell us a little bit about the work that you do uh, in the world? Yeah, so I am an intuitive life coach. And while I've gone through formal life coach training through accredited, uh, an accredited organization, I made the decision to really start to integrate some other aspects of what I care about, including energy work, including a little bit of spiritual practice into how I show up and support uh, people one-on-one or in sort of group sessions. So that's sort of where my background in piano came in. And uh, I have been able to show up and support people in facilitated coaching conversations, but also incorporating a little bit of what I would call energy grounding, if you will, and sound healing modalities into it. So on a typical call, you're always going to see me, especially on Zoom, next to a piano. And I get to have the luxury in some ways and the fun of um, using that and interspersing that to help support people's own expression, their own stagnancy, their own creative problem solving, things like that, you know? Amazing. And in very, we're, we're doing a bit on human design and I've been calling this the business building by design, uh, series on the podcast, but in very manifestor fashion, Robert is a four, six emotional manifestor. Um, and he has the 1222 channel that goes from the emotional solar plexus to the throat. And I have found with a lot of people who have this 1222 channel that I have experienced, many of them are creatives um, in some kind of way, even if they don't necessarily consider themselves creatives. I have a, um, 
my online business manager that I was working with, she has the 1222 and man, she's got an eye for color and style and like just this, she's a a man, Jen, but just this amazing ability to, uh, and she's a second line. So she's got that sort of natural ability, but just this amazing ability to put things together and create and look at colors. And I find a lot of people who have this 1222 do have some sort of innate creative ability and innate creative expression that they're here to put out into the world. It doesn't have to look traditional. It doesn't have to look like, you know, being a pianist. It doesn't have to look like being a fashion designer, but it's really this sort of um, individual creativity and how you feel called to birth your own um, creativity into the world. And as I'm just quickly looking at your chart as well, um, you've got the 55 in your chart, which comes off of the solar plexus for anybody who's listening in, who's a human design buff. And it's a very auditory uh, gate and can very much be connected to music. So I feel like you have sort of this um, you've got some, some perhaps musicality in your chart as well in this very natural way. So I love how you are, have kind of naturally brought your gifts together in your own very unique way to support people. Um, it, 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 I want to say like on a a multi, in a multidimensional way, you know, it's not just this or just that, or, you know, just life coaching or just sound healing or just intuition. It's like, you've, you've taken all of these different amazing tools that you use and you sort of blended them together in your own unique way to support people, um, Mm -hmm. in the way that you feel called. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you, first of all. And also I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing any of this stuff if I hadn't seen others modeling stepping out of their comfort zone, modeling, using their experiences to look at things in a new dimension or from a different point of view. And also, you know, I think there's like a, a story, a disempowering story about people who uh, have maybe a background that's very diverse or multifaceted, right? Mm-hmm. You talk about your history as a speech therapist, I believe, right? And yeah. here's my background involving music. What the heck does that have to do with helping other people, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, um, but it just kept, the signs kept showing up. And the more I was doing work that supported my personal development, the more music kept coming back and coming back and coming back. And not just with one individual who maybe has a point of view, but in multiple conversations, including with you, the very first time we spoke, it was one of the offerings that you were doing at the time to offer people these quick intuitive readings. And it was such a gift, but it came up again. And that was the first time we had spoken, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting. I didn't know about the solar plexus 55 uh, channel, I believe. Gate 55. Yeah. Gate 55. Thank you. And um, I have a thing for my solar plexus, like in front of my little cork board, vision board, if you will, that's right in front of my piano. It's so funny you bring that up because I hadn't associated that center with music, but the way I do it involves actually a lot of embodiment and a lot of being present too at the same time as feeling the sound and feeling the music. So I've really been focusing on that as of late, especially as a business person and also someone who's artistic and creative to take uh, to really center in and be able to um, capitalize on my solar plexus. 
Yeah. And what's neat too, just as you're talking about this, and I, I want to take the listeners in a few moments to kind of rewind back to you through your story and kind of how you got to where you are today, because one of the things that I hear in the social media world and on podcasts is often the story of how we got from, you know, doing something that we, we didn't feel was quite aligned, or maybe it's a childhood story to being in a job or career that didn't feel quite aligned to then making the leap into a business that we perhaps, you know, feels much more aligned. And then, you know, here we're kind of taking it to that next level of where did we end up coming into the conditioning of the coaching industry or whatever it may have been, where did we have to kind of break ourselves free into what feels true for us. But I want to just take a moment and while we're still on this human design journey a bit through your chart And just for anybody who's listening, who might be curious, your chart will, uh, if you give us permission, we'll, we'll show your chart, not your, your birth info or anything like that, but just kind of the makeup of your chart. So people can hear, um, as you speak, you know, they can see your chart and also hear what you're saying and how it connects to the chart. But the, the 1222, you know, I love that you just said, I'm learning to really love and lean on my emotional plexus because that 1222 is, it can be deeply emotional and in its emotionality, it's about learning to ride those waves of allowing yourself to express when you're in the mood versus perhaps traditional piano where it's like, we're going to go to lessons every week at this time, we're going to practice every day, or we're going to, this is really this ability to allow yourself to feel into and create when the energy is there. And then to take time to go inward when it's not, because whatever it is that you're learning and you're integrating, when you go inside of yourself and you go, I'm not really in the mood, but I'm, I'm feeling maybe an emotion or sadness is coming up or whatever that when you take that energy and you go inward, you can almost transmute it by understanding it, by being with it, by connecting to it, to then actually go back out and be able to create from the depths of yourself, because you explored yourself. You let yourself Mm. go inward when you quote, weren't in the mood, right. And you were with whatever emotion was arising. And then that emotion that's arising actually gives birth to something beautifully creative that you can express to all of us when the timing is right. Yeah. I I think what what's coming up for me first is like really trusting that the timing of these emotional these deep feelings of emotions that come up and rise up out of us um they're not accidental and yet Mm -hmm. i think especially in our professional life we make our emotions into a lots of like a million problems a day basically um and i would say particularly doing the work that i do and knowing the work that you do we're kind of running the op- in the opposite direction yeah. in many ways is to understand the value and the very valuable information that these emotions are providing us right when we need it really and for me yeah. using the piano it may or may not show up in a coaching conversation you know out of an emotional outburst but to give you an example um a client that i'm working with or someone i'm holding space for may be going through some intense emotional processing and things like that and when we're in other people's emotional upset it can be a lot particularly for someone who's sensitive like us so Mm -hmm. actually going to the piano 
or still being present and being there with them, but just injecting a little bit of music, a little bit of being, which is just playing music into that space so that they don't have to, we don't have to look for fixes or breakthroughs in that moment, but you're still, it's still based in connection and it's still based in acknowledging what the other person is feeling right now. So that has absolutely a, right. So it kind of has it, it's created organic opportunities to connect and to be with others, almost regardless of their emotional states. So yeah, that can be pretty powerful in and of itself. And of course, when I've been going through my own upset, most likely probably not in a professional work call for me, but even when I'm going through that, and I would sit down on the piano and try to improvise sometimes just to process what I'm feeling or even to understand what I'm feeling. Um, there's a kind of a like weird gift that can happen where it could be like the most beautiful music sometime when we're feeling like crap. <laughs> totally. Yes. Just being honest, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking as well that this must be a really nice pattern interrupt for people as well. If somebody's in an emotional state or an emotional space, you know, being able to have the interruption of music can be really powerful and really profound. If we're maybe even on an emotion, we're having a hard time getting out of, I would bet that the, the music and the tone and the frequency of the music can actually really help somebody to perhaps access something outside of the emotional, um, frequency they might be hanging out on in the moment. And, and I, I feel as though I I had a moment today, I was, I was experiencing a, a lot of anger earlier today. Um, like I would call it sacred rage, but there was a lot that was coming up that was wanting to be purged today. And there was a moment, it's not like anger, like, you know, I'm going to go attack somebody anger, but it's just, I'm sure as a manifester, you might understand this too, but like, it's this, like, it's this energy that wants to move and the best way I can describe it is anger, but it's not necessarily, I don't know that I would call it anger of looking at somebody who's going to go and like attack somebody. It's this, Mm -hmm. just this like very potent, this, like I'm making this hand gesture, but I'm just energy has to move. And I thought in the moment, like, can I reach for something else? Like, is there another emotion that's available to me in this moment outside of just anger? And in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, there's actually another emotion that exists here. Mm-hmm. Um, or going and talking to my roommate and being like, oh, wow, like there's fun here in this conversation or there's this energy or that energy. So I feel as though in a coaching session, it's got to be a real gift that you can give to people to be able to be like, okay, not just from a talking perspective, but from a, a, a musical perspective, a tone perspective, we can actually usher a completely different energy into the session just through music and tone. Yeah. Um, there, there have been, and granted they're all confidential, but there have been some pretty amazing moments inside of connection and a conversation and with, you know, someone else, right? And there's a lot of time that I spend with music or at the piano that's in solitude. But one of the gifts of doing this type of work or connective work, I like to call it, is being able to witness these things. Um, and particularly having 
someone holds space for you where they're going to see all the sides of you in many ways sides that we find to be a gift and sides that we feel like maybe get in the way of what we want or sides of us that have resistance to what we want and inside a session like that it's an opportunity for you to feel that it's okay for someone to be with all the parts of you and music and um, coaching conversations and sound healing these are all different ways that we can still be connected to these parts that we may struggle with and still um, get something that we need out of it so a lot of times we go through these upsets particularly if we're by ourselves we just feel like we're running in circles right <laughs> we'll go through the experience but we're sort of like ah you know nothing's moved nothing's shifted like you were saying there's that intense energy that needs to shift so being inside these conversations has been it's honestly taught me a lot at the same time you know it it's goes yeah. both ways so it's uh it's a great it's a great privilege in many ways to feel like i get to make decisions as a creative person and also as a business person using all these different quote-unquote gifts of mine but i also don't take it for granted um yeah during the time that i spent with you training um, my intuition and my intuitive development there was a lot of conversation around healing so that i can be with all the emotions that can be unpacked and to actually hold space for that and to see how music can support that um you know it can be a lot sometimes but at the same time it's just it's such a it's such a privilege and honor you know these conversations absolutely and I, I think sometimes you know i'm starting to see this more and more i've been in this field i don't even know what the field is i've been doing the entrepreneur thing for you know 5 6 7 years and it's interesting because some of my clients have been with me. We grow together. You know, it's like we're all going through school together. Uh, we're in like a one Life one school. room schoolhouse, <laughs> right? Like, and I'm, I get to be the, in the teacher position or the guide position as we're all kind of growing through the ages and stages together. And um, it's, it's interesting because really and truly, it's like we do have to go in and do the work first the healing first because how can you take somebody somewhere that you haven't been before you know how can you guide somebody if you've never been into the depths of yourself and i don't know why this is really popping out to me right now so i just want to share this for anybody who might be listening and wondering but you know you've got three centers defined you've got the defined head or i'm sorry the defined ashna the defined throat and the defined emotional center and like there's a lot here for you that's, that's designed to be, um, you know, most of your consistent energy is really around expression and feeling and the mind, you know, and having this, I love how it's like almost making me think in this moment, like you've got the 47 activated, which is mindset got the 11, which is ideas, you've got the 17, which is opinions. So it's like this ability to have this a bit more structured mind that you can, you know, bring people through that, you know, coaching model of sorts, however you've adapted it. And then you also have this beautiful definition in your emotional center. Um, you know, they both lead to the throat, but it's like, you have this amazing, um, access to emotion and thought, you know, feeling and thought, and then all of these open centers, you know, the G, the will, the sacral, the root, the, um, spleen, 
that you get to really be a guide and reflect back, reflect energy back to people, you know, um, and the people that you work with. And I, I, this really keeps popping out to me as like your, um, your, uh, will center is undefined, which is the little for anybody who might be looking at a chart. The will center is the small red triangle. And it's like, yours is wide open. It's like, you do not have anything to prove. Like you have nothing to prove. You do not need to prove your worth. You do not need to prove yourself. Like you are not here to prove yourself. You are here. Not that necessarily anyone is here to prove themselves, but you know, me, somebody is having a defined will center. You know, I do feel that, um, like more of what we think of in traditional coaching is like, get up and go do the thing. Like I do have that kind of innately within me. And it's like, you oh, aren't, you that. are. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have it. I really have it. Um, and I love it, but it's like, you're, you're here to express and create and bring us, you know, tell stories through your music and, and, um, really be able to be that kind of, I don't want to say reflector as in terms of human design, but like you be a reflection for people, be that mirror, um, to guide them back home to themselves, which is really neat. It's so funny. You talk about reflectors because I've always wanted, I I don't, you know, without consciously knowing that I haven't yet encountered a reflector and there's something about the way they're designed from what, you know, basic understanding I have. That's so fascinating to me because a lot of holding conversations and holding space for workshops, things that you do as well, it's it feels like we're being a mirror in some ways. Mm-hmm. And um, in order for me to do that, I also needed to go through the practice and training and picking up different subject matters in order to practice that, holding that center, to be able to be a little bit of a receptacle so that I can channel, for example, through music or get some guidance or... Um, take a step back in my energy, actually just be with someone in that moment, which can be a very powerful choice, but we don't always reach for that automatically, right? Um, yeah. And, I, I, you know, particularly in training with you, for me, it felt like a lot of like being a receptacle in some ways, but then learning how to be intentional about that, when to be intentionally receiving and when to honor my own energetic boundaries or time to re- reset, restore, to to do nothing is like, you know, one way that we can rest. Um, I had to consciously practice that as I was doing more and more work holding space for others. You know, the way I took care of myself and my energy level had to shift along with that. So um, doing some of the work that I've done with you, for example, has been like, life-changing in many ways i don't know that i could hold space in this way without first uh getting to really check in with like what can i take how much is how much is too much and um what are some different choices that i might go for it it, it takes some trial and error so if you can have fun maybe just try to commit to some practice that's one way to start in many ways i have to say i'm having like the most hilarious moment where I'm like having this meta moment. I'm not having a hilarious moment because of anything that you're saying being hilarious, but I'm having this hilarious moment of like the open head and Ajna. And I just let go of spark and ignite for the time being. And I canceled running them, which I, we had, I had shared with you and like my, my undefined head and Ajna is starting to go, should I run that class again? Like it has such, (laughs) 
has, if it has such good impact, like maybe I should be running it again. And I'm like, just no, stop it. Knock it off. Um, right. Cause it's all evolution, but it's, it's funny to even see like the human design chart at play. Right. Like as I say that and my mind starts to search, like my body goes, that impulse is not coming through you. And that's where you tried to launch this from the last time that you did it as well. You know? So it's kind of, it's fun to hear you talk about the class and I'm listening to everything that you're saying and absorbing it and all that. I, I would love to have you share with, um, the listeners a little bit about like your, your story of how you got to where you are. How did you, you know, mm-hmm. how did you even discover that you wanted to like bring sound healing in and piano? Did you have a background in piano? Like what, how did you get to where you are today in the shortest, I guess, way you could tell a story of like 30 something years. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear. Yeah. yeah how, how you got here. As an eclectic here. manifester. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love well, that. You know, at the start, you know, I, I mentioned that I, you know, uh, grew up playing piano. So that's sort of my foundation is I started when I was nine and, you know, it wasn't something I was forced to, you know, by a tiger mom or something like that. None of that happened with me. It was because I had a natural inkling and I asked my parents, I was like, you know, can I um, take some piano lessons? And they didn't take me seriously at first because it's a kind of a big expense to commit to. And then, you know, what if I just move on to another toy in some ways? So, but I just kept bugging them about it. And I studied the piano um, up until I left for college, basically. And I was going to pursue piano as a piano performance as a major at Music Conservatory. But a lot of changes were going on at the time I ultimately decided to drop out of conservatory then and to really actually focus on, you know, what if all of the conditions from before were just choices or were optional or were someone else's choices? What do I want to do with my life now? And that was sort of the moment that um, led me onto this journey in many ways of stepping away from piano, feeling like, I don't know, something's different. I don't know how I can connect to it again. And then like 14 years later, after doing lots of exploration, the pandemic was happening. I was going through coaching training and it was a perfect window of opportunity for me to actually not just talk about it, but to start taking piano lessons again. And this time I focused on basically everything that I was told I was crappy at. Improvisation, Mm -hmm. composition, Um, learning a little bit of like sound engineering because I was going to be dealing with more audio tech related things. And it was all for me. But as I was doing that, I was also going on this self-healing journey in many ways. One thing that I don't always talk about very frequently is when I was starting to play the piano again, navigating, you know, personal transformation, intuition development, those were all on purpose. And what happened was, as I was playing piano, um, memories from childhood that were quite difficult and abusive started coming back up. Things that I had perhaps repressed, things that I had mislabeled, and recontextualizing my childhood in many ways. Um, In the moment, I actually wasn't sure what was happening. And I also didn't necessarily take it as, oh, I'm remembering you know, absolutely truthful memories or something like that. 
it was a long exploration of why was this coming up and getting support from other healers, coaches, therapists, things like that. Um, it was a lot to navigate. And when I, when I made the wish to have more love and healing, I think I you didn't got quite. it. <laughs> it's like the universe is going to show you what gets in the way of love and healing, pretty big areas in your life, right? So, yes. Um, and what kept me grounded through all of that was music for me personally. Um, I was going through a lot of personal exploration that was quite painful. And I was just doing the best I could one day at a time. And in the middle of it, I was transforming my life in other ways, professionally as well. Yeah. Um, being able to play the piano and make music, experiencing things that I was told was not possible for me, musically speaking, um, during a time when I was really struggling, provided a lot of contrast. And it kind of got me really curious and just kept me moving forward in many ways. But out of that was when I started doing a little more research around sound healing, music therapy, how it can impact um, us on a vibrational level, and how we all operate on some vibrational level at all times, and it can fluctuate the way that music therapy or sound healing can support people with something like trauma healing, um, helping people who have dementia with their quality of life care, um, even research around heart disease, I believe. But just, it was a whole new way of examining music that just wasn't, I didn't know that that was available before. So yeah, that was quite the journey. But, you know, to say that it was all discovery and empowerment and feeling like a superhero or something is not the case. I, there was a lot of healing I had to do. But I did, as a manifester, ask for some things in return. You know, can I navigate yeah. my personal healing and support a business where I show up for people the way that I want to? Can I navigate getting to examine this part of myself that I don't particularly like, but out of that I can do work that I can be paid for, that I value, or connect with people in a way that I've never been able to connect before? I just tried my best to keep up with what, what, what I felt like was being asked of me, but making sure that I make it an open partnership with the universe. Like, yeah, this is a lot of work. I'm really putting in the effort here. So, you know, here are some things that I'm looking at in the future for myself. So let's try to co-create this. You know, this is me talking to the universe. So it, it's quite a winding journey in many ways. And in the middle of that was getting to explore my intuition with you. So that's why I bring up your class yeah. so much because I was quite unapologetic about like, I'm going to bring in the piano. I don't know how it looks, but just, you know, and you were like, I don't know either, but I absolutely Let's agree. You do should this. do this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, totally. Well, and this is so much of the work that like I feel called to do in the world is I really am an activator. You know, I love to help people take all of the amazing things they do and kind of like, um, you know, chopped. It's like you get all these ingredients and you're like, what do I do with mm. this? And figure mm. out how they go together and how we can serve the collective with those gifts. But I love, um, I love how you're talking about your journey. One thing that came to me as you were speaking is so often, I think the classic story that I've heard time and time again, and 
in my experience in this field is people go, I went to school. I became a blah, blah, blah. I didn't like it. I left. Now I'm doing what I love. And I feel like there's a very interesting twist and an interesting thing happening in your story. And even what you said about like me being a speech therapist, something that I'm seeing as a common theme now that we've all sort of jumped out of what we didn't like, did what we do like. There's also this evolution of the thing that we maybe chose when we were younger that wasn't quite a fit actually still plays a role in our lives in somehow, in some way. So maybe you didn't go to school and pursue, you know, you didn't pursue music in that traditional way, but Mm -hmm. there was something that drew it to you, drew you to it when you were a child. Right. And so, um, so often I think we want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and we're like, screw corporate, I'm out or screw speech therapy, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And what I'm finding is this feels very resonant of this shift from us living under the right angle cross of planning into the right angle cross of the sleeping Phoenix is this idea that a lot of the structures that were created back, you know, 400 something years ago, just don't hold us anymore in the way that we need to in our evolution. And that's why the structures are breaking down in the way that they are. Um, Mm. And so piano, obviously music drew you for some kind of reason in some kind of way. So it wasn't that it was bad or wrong the way that you were pursuing it, but there was something that told you there's a different way this needs to be done. There's something else that needs to be incorporated here, for example. So I love that you have discovered and I got to be a part of your discovery into, you know, how you express these gifts because the way that you're doing it now is just really beautiful and, um, profound. And I'm, I'm sure such a gift for the people that you're working with. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And it's all built inside of connection. I was like, like two things I worked on for my personal healing journey which does impact our business let's just be honest (laughs) Mm -hmm. um they one thing i worked on is because of these things from my past and as i started to understand and unpack them in a completely different way um as it turns out you know one thing that gets in the way of manifestors is like censorship and silencing and oppressing our voice i don't know if i I would assume you agree with that (laughs) yeah Definitely. Um, We can't ask for what we want to manifest when we silence our desires, what we want, our thoughts, our feelings, and our truth. So the degree to which different things were impacting that for me, I just wasn't fully aware of it. It wasn't fully integrated when I was like, you know, 17, right? Who, Who is? And I think I had a fear of like, what if I show up at the piano and nothing has changed. Like I'm the exact same yeah. person, no growth, no evolution. But actually it was like sitting down and being like, actually everything's changed. I'm not the same person. In some ways I'm, the, I am, I've always had all these ingredients about my makeup, but I'm not the same person in the way I make choices. My relationships and the qualities of my relationship are so different. And, and then I got back to the piano and be like, well, 
does that change anything? As it turns out, it did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Did my time oh. studying, you know, meditation or caregiving, um, you know, going to therapy, connecting with people, learning from maybe more toxic relationships. Did they impact me? Oh, as a, as a matter of fact, it did. And one way it showed up is in the way that music came up. So it, it was just yeah. a funny way for me to measure life as I was seeing it, as I was living it in some ways. So it's quite deep and profound, but it's also like completely for each other. Like it's completely for the public in many ways. And I love that it's kind of demands connection uh, yep. in many ways. So as someone who's like struggled with feeling like a little bit like mm, in my shell, maybe a little bit armored, um, feeling a little bit isolated. I mean, like we all have the past few years, you know, being a manifester is like the opposite of that. Yeah. So using piano to guide that journey for me in some ways has been supremely helpful, personally speaking. But also there's opportunities to use these different experiences we come from, the lessons we learned, the skills we developed, the people we met along the way towards something that could support others. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it too. I think it's beautiful. And that leads me to my question for you is I'm wondering if you would be open to playing some piano for us and giving us a little taste of your, your gifts and your channeling. Yeah. I have the audio set up right here. So yeah, it'd be my pleasure. You might hear a little bit of movement. Amazing. Should we take everybody through maybe like a, um, an intention setting. I could do a little like meditation to get us grounded or if you want to, um, and then we can give them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I've been so blessed to be gone through like grounding with you and then I'll just play some piano, um, alongside that or right after that. Amazing. So I guess what I would invite everybody to do is just take a moment. And if you're driving or you're in transit or, um, you know, you're doing something that you're able to put it down for a little bit of time and connect with yourself, I invite you to do that. And if you're somewhere that you can't, maybe you just pause the audio and, um, come back to this a little bit later when you have some time to connect. So I'll just invite everybody to, Take a moment and just find a comfortable position, a comfortable seat. If you feel called to lay down and you don't think you'll fall asleep, we'll just do this for a few minutes. So I invite you to just close your eyes and just start to settle really gently into your body. And if you're in a position where coming into your body doesn't feel safe in this moment, Maybe you just focus on the ground underneath you or whatever's providing support around you.
okay, I will say this feels over full circle for me because, again, I distinctly remember practicing integrating all of it inside of developing my intuition. So thank you for this for full circle moment a year later. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. And that just like, oh, I don't know where that hit people, but I just felt that one like right in my heart space. That was really, really beautiful. So thank you for sharing your gifts with us. And I'm just thinking to myself like, oh, what a gift for people to receive in session, like having time with you just oh that's so beautiful so thank you for sharing it here with us on the podcast yeah absolutely and you know i'm always down to manifest and co-create and all of that as manifestors you know we're built inside of connection and reaching out so so glad we we're able to connect again i um again i i know i'm laying on thick but like i i, I can't overstate how much tapping into my intuition alongside artistry and music has been so profound. And I think there's just, there there are many people who will probably resonate with this particular way of being a musician or being a coach or a healer. So um, thank you for helping me trust my intuition. Yeah. My gosh, my pleasure. I'm going to get off of this and like create a whole new intuition course after this. Uh Fellow manifester, I understand. So Robert, tell everybody where they can find you and how they can connect with you. Yeah. So um, you can find my website at robertkwongcoaching.com. Kwong is spelled K-U-A-N-G. And you also see like samples of my work, like musical work and stuff on um, Instagram under Robert Kwong Coaching handle. And you can also find a little bit of my music on uh, SoundCloud and things like that. So keep an eye out. Um, I, as Jess knows, I'm going to be doing a lot more partnership and co-creation as a sound healer with other forms of intention setting. So um, I, I can't wait to connect with more people and uh, I can't wait to share more. So thanks. Absolutely. Thank you. And Robert and I will be doing some uh, co-creation together as well. So look out for some, uh, sound healing, full moon vibes going on as well. So, um, thank you, Robert, for being here. All of Robert's info will be underneath in the show notes today. And, um, yeah, I look forward to having everybody back here on the next episode of the love, the Louvre, the love your woo podcast. Make it a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Love Your Boo podcast this week. If you enjoyed today's show, go ahead and click subscribe. You can leave a rating and review. We love to read through them. And it also helps other listeners who are interested in the same topics as you find our show and our amazing community. As always, you can head over to www.loveyourwoo.com as well as find us on Instagram at loveyourwoo. You can check out upcoming offers, classes, and beyond. We can't wait to see you back here for the next episode of Love Your Woo. Make it a great week and we'll see you soon.